Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Salt Cast. Um, this is kind of a going to be a different kind of an episode. We had a problem with our last recording. Um, Bert messed everything up, so he's not going to be. <laughs> yeah, he's out of the podcast. He's not in this episode. Um, this is an emergency episode to fill um, our week, so we're kind of jumping yeah, ahead. Normally, gonna... this would have been like a news or things that are happening um we're gonna do a game awards thing we probably won't do that now instead we'll just do like a uh reaction to the results instead of a speculation of them yeah basically all you need to know is probably Baldur's gate for everything yeah we had this already all recorded and we were editing it and realized that bert was bert didn't turn his mic on yeah, so there's no audio from him uh, from an hour and a half long episode. But anyway, this episode, since it's not our normal episode, it is we're going to jumpstart the Halo series, and we're going to start that in this episode. It actually works out all right, because Bert hasn't played it. Well, he's played it, but like years ago, and we just played it like a week ago. So Yeah. So this is the episode one of the Halo series, the breakdown of all of the Halo games and the franchise release order yeah in release order we're playing through them all again and uh we're gonna talk about them and focus the show around that so this will be an ongoing thing for a few weeks every other week a halo episode will come out along with our regular episodes so if we want to start this off the first game is obviously combat evolved halo one i think halo one is like the most underrated of the series. Yeah, I mean, it kind of gets... It doesn't get forgotten, but it's not looked at in the same light as some of the other ones just because it's so much older now. I think it's like 22 years old at this point. Um, Yeah, something like that. It just had its birthday like a week or two ago, too. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Uh, we played the game on the Master Chief Collection. I only play on Legendary, nothing else. Yeah, we played the game, the entire campaign uh, on Legendary together, so we went through the whole thing pretty recently, so it's all fresh. I would like to give some Halo background, personal background of our our Halo pasts. Okay. Halo is my favorite series ever, favorite game ever, specifically Halo 3, but like the series in general. Um, I play, I I think Halo is my most played game. Maybe Minecraft has it just because like there's so many different things that Minecraft is on. So it's hard to like check your hours on it, but at least on Steam, Halo is my most played and it was my most played on 360 too when like the original trilogy was, you know, actually, yeah, you know, the, the new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in like 2019, I think it was December of 2019, Halo came to PC. I was so hyped for it. Uh, I played through all of them. I 100%ed all of them. I got every achievement. Played through every game legendary first. They released um, they released them like at a time. It was like Halo Reach, Halo CE a few months later, and then like in chronological order. Yeah. So I would play through whatever the new one that just got released on the PC was. 
hundred percent it. I do all the skulls, all the terminals, every level, full legendary, the speed runs, uh, par times, par scores, the lassos, everything. I yeah, it's it. crazy the amount of stuff that you did for that. It was insane. Yeah. Um, so, but that's Halo's me kind of like. Halo. Yeah, I was gonna say Halo's kind of like the first game that like got us into video games really if you think about it because it released with the xbox 360 halo 3 did and i remember that was like the first game like on a console other than like a nintendo like uh, i mean we played like spider-man 2 spider-man 1 yeah monsters probably mario sunshine before that as well like more casual gaming than serious gaming before then i think though yeah and then i played Halo 3 alliance yeah, I played Halo 3 by myself first, and I was like, holy crap, this game is insane. And so I had you come in, we figured out, like, we were really young at the time, and we figured out that we could play, like, split screen, and, like, we could play together, and there was, like, vehicles, and, like, the story was crazy. And we started with 3, so 3 was the first game that we played. We didn't actually play Combat Evolved or yeah. 2 before that I point. actually played them exactly backwards. I played 3, 2, then 1. Yeah, I did. I That's how I played them also. But um, after that, once Halo games like were releasing in order, so like, uh, what was it? Um, ODST, Reach, four, five. Um, we've played every Halo together, like in the same room together, split screen. Well, not five. They don't have split screen. Yeah. So, but we've or played Infinite the games also together. Don't have split screen. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> other than other than Infinite. Um, the ones that yeah, don't have it. Yeah, so that's kind of like you know, it's our funny. experience is, as a- um, when I remember like the way it worked was we played Halo 3, then eventually we went back, played Halo 2 and 1. And um, like I was still loving Halo 3, what was it, 2008 or two, 2009, I think actually, something like that. And then I remember seeing in the store, I was like, ODST, what the hell, there's another Halo. I grabbed it. Yeah. And then we beat it in one night. Um, yeah, I remember that. But it was like, I didn't hear about it or anything. Not that I would have. I was younger. But the first Halo I remember hearing about was Reach. Like, I remember like getting the, the Game Informer with Reach in it. I was like, Reach is coming out. This is going to be crazy. Yeah, I know. I remember that, too. I remember reading like the Game Informer magazine, like you said, and like seeing it and being like, holy crap, this is awesome. And I had a a whole, what do they call them? Like the game guides that they had for Reach, something like that. Yeah, it's like a really we got thick the, like, the, book. Yeah, we got the collector's edition too of Reach when it came out. Two of them. Yeah, with like the statue of Noble Team and the journal I still thing, have Halsey's it behind journal. Me right now. Yeah. Do you want to like give like a quick um, little? So let's like kind of get into Combat Evolve now. So you have like a little bit of our Halo history. Like, do you want to give like a little breakdown of like the story and like what's happening leading into Combat Evolved without like spoiling Reach, obviously? Okay, so without spoiling Reach, um, Combat Evolved is the first released one in the series. It starts with Pillar of Autumn. You got Keys and Cortana pulling up out of like. Let's go. And pretend like somebody doesn't know anything about Halo. So explain. Okay, you have Master the captain Chief. of the ship and some kind of AI. 
Captain's called Keys. Cortana is the blue one. She's the AI. They yeah. jump out of like their slip space. I don't know what is that called in Star Wars? Hyperspeed, whatever yeah, it is. Whatever. Like the space travel. Basically the super fast face space travel thing. They yep. jump out of it and they uh, they talk about apparently they were being chased. They were at some planet, they got bodied, they barely escaped. They come out of their super speed and they're like, what the hell is that thing? There's this giant ass ring shaped object. And he's like, I don't know, but they're chasing us. We're landing on it. Yeah. So it's basically a sci-fi world. Like it takes place in like the 26th century, something like that. Um, Basically humanity. 25th. Yeah. Humanity is on its back foot, like in a war against an alien species called the Covenant. And the game sets you, yeah, at that point. And the game puts you in the shoes of humanity's kind of like last hope. He's their like only remaining hero, uh, a Spartan, which is a uh, like augmented super soldier. Like he's like the peak of human performance. Captain America, pretty much, but with armor. Yeah, he's Captain America with like badass armor, and he carries a gun everywhere. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so you're. Fighting to save humanity, pretty much. Yeah, so they're like... By the time they come out of their, like, space travel thing, they start getting boarded, and Keys is like, wake up our old friend. And that's when, like, the game starts. They wake you up. You start going through the ship and trying to, like, get everyone in escape pods or whatever because the captain is, like, going to basically crash the ship into this ring. Yeah, and right now, like... You're on the run, basically. The humans are, at least. Um, yeah, it's so like, how do we... like hundreds of, of like massive, more advanced, more skilled ships of like these aliens and just the one of you guys, and you've already been taken down. You're basically being shot out of the sky. Pretty much, yeah. The space, I guess. So the game drops you right into the middle of everything. Um, yeah, so that's where level one starts, the Pillar of Autumn. Yeah, how do we want to go through this? Do we want to go through each level and kind of talk about them? We'll talk about gameplay, or do you want to talk about gameplay stuff, or do you want to go story mode, story stuff first? I guess we could do the story stuff first as we're just going through the levels, because it'll like work that way, you know? Okay, yeah, and this episode's being recorded like last minute, so we didn't get the chance to plan because we were panicking to get something out, so... We are going to figure this out as we go. So you don't notice this until Halo 2 and kind of Halo 3, but every Halo has the formula, right? You always have the the UNSC ship level as like the first level or like something similar, the ground combat close quarters level. And that's what yeah. the Pillar of Autumn is in, in Halo 1, Halo CE. Yep. Um... um. So let's kind of break yeah, like, down I mean, I, Pillar of Autumn. I pretty much told the story of it already. You're just trying to help people get out, and then you also are trying to get off the ship with uh, Cortana. You're like, he's like, don't let them get Cortana, the ship's AI. Yeah, because she has like secrets and like the location of Earth and all of humanity's like Any most other planets. important. Not that they intel. have many left. Yeah, at this point, the Covenant has destroyed a lot of the human planets, and Earth is the final like stronghold. So you escape the ship. In a uh, escape pod, the captain of the ship, Captain Keys, stays behind with the ship. 
in order to keep his uh like neural inner link with the ship safe or something like that anyway i mean i think he's just trying to keep them off us yeah so what is the the next level after that halo okay halo you this one are on the ring yeah so you land on the surface of this like giant ring um it's not a planet it's like a artificially created uh uh, what's world. it called a ring world a ring world yeah in space and we don't know anything about it's so it but cool though because you can like see above you like other parts of the ring it's cool to like see the yeah. ring going around it's pretty it is pretty cool yeah but you land your well i guess crash your freaking escape pod and the, the whole point of that level is you're just trying to regroup people because you're like we need to regroup everyone and fight back um, as far as like the the game, this is one of the more popular levels in the community. There's two that are like very popular in this game. It's level two, Halo, um, and another one further on. I mean, this level was so popular. This level is basically on its own the entire inspiration for Halo Infinite. Didn't really yeah. turn out too well, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, dang, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say something, now I well, forgot. It's cool because it's like this more open level. Like It's basically you're put in this huge environment of this ring, and you can go in any order, any way you want to just find people and regroup. It's like a mini open world, but obviously impressive for 2001. Yeah, that's a good context. Like This game came out in 2001, so like a lot of the stuff they were doing as developers was like, innovative and pretty new and like hadn't been seen before from combat to traversal to everything so and it's on like a much bigger scale too yeah especially coming from the first level that's like these tight quarters hallways you know small rooms yeah your environment and all of a sudden you're outside and there's these huge areas there's vehicles you get warthogs which are the, the cars basically yeah so anyway, you end up as the Master Chief, um, regrouping with all of the human forces on the ring, and you guys and you kind of put together your, your um, uh, like tactical team of how you're gonna like figure out how to stop the Covenant. Um, at this point, Basically, you really don't know. See, you're putting a team together to try and um, see if you can, if he's alive still, get the captain back because obviously no one has any contact with him. He crashed the ship. The Covenant obviously see this massive ship crash, so they're there. Yep. Um, so right now the goal is to regroup and try and escape the ring somehow and get away from the Covenant. And so that yeah, moves I mean, Halo on. 1's story in general is pretty simple, but it lays the groundwork to what becomes a much bigger story in Halo 2. Oh, yeah. It completely takes off in halo 2 but they do like you said lay the foundation of everything and there's like lots of lore and like uh easter eggs and little uh story threads that are like tied in throughout the game that become like much much bigger as you continue playing within the series Yeah, i feel like halo 1's like narrative lore and world building and stuff is done more with environments and background things than actual you know it's not like the cutscenes are the things telling you this yeah, that's yeah, that's true. But if you actually look around, you can kind of understand more things. Yeah. But 
then after you form your your strike team, you get the boy Johnson. You find him, one of the best <laughs> Halo characters. So good that he wasn't yeah. even supposed to be in other games, but people loved him so much they put him in other games. Yeah, at this point he's not even named. I think he is. Um, and then you also get just a bunch of Marines. And what's cool about this is actually, depending on how many you save on this level, you will get more on the next level in certain areas. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> it's always fun to try and keep the Marines alive. Yeah, I mean, it never really works out, but... Especially on I guess Legendary. if you're not on Legendary, it's easy, but... Yeah. Anyways, after after you acquire your team, you meet Johnson, you meet Fohammer, which is like the pilot. Johnson is like um basically the guy in charge of the normal dudes besides the captain. Like the yeah, he's like the sergeant of the Marines. Yeah. <clears throat> um so you get everyone together and they're like, Okay, the captain's signal chip thing is coming from this covenant ship that is like hovering here above the ring. We're all going to go infiltrate it, and break them out. Yeah. And that's so, when we get to level three, truth and reconciliation. I yeah, think Cap- this is the worst level of the game. Yeah. I don't mind this level, but this is the level where we find out, like you said, Captain Keys has been captured and we have to go save him. Um, And like, it's, it's throughout the hard. story, like now, like, you as the player like you're starting to learn more about like the war that's been happening and the covenant and the different species within the covenant so like it's not just one alien species group it's like a coalition of multiple different species yeah. from in different game, worlds three different ones but in future games you start to see more actually four yeah you got, grunts, got jackals elites and hunters yeah i think that's all of them the elites are like the alien version the of elites. <laughs> the Spartans. Yeah, they are the most... The elite units. Yeah. And then you have the Grunts, which is self-explanatory. They're little foot soldiers. Uh, and the Jackals, who are like long-range snipers with shields, and they're very annoying. In this game, they have the f- just god-tier fast fire rate that they shoot plasma pistols so fast it looks like a laser. Yeah. And then the Hunters are like the tanks. They have armor and they can only be hit in certain spots. Like the variety and yeah. like enemy types is really fun. It, it changes up the way that you play the game because you can't kill everybody the same way. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that when we get to the the gameplay part. Let's kind of speed it up through the story. Yeah. So, because there's not much story to talk about in this game. It's very basic. All right. Keep it um, going then. So you say you go into the ship to save the captain. Um, you fight your way through it. Eventually, you do find him. He's alive, thank God. And then he's like, "Oh, thanks, guys." And you got you steal a ship, escape with the captain. Boom, the the whole team's back together. We're obviously, you know, not doing great, but we at least have you know a squad of people to fight back against the uh, the covenant. And it's at this point that Cortana is like. The, the Covenant seem really interested in something on this other part of the ring. We should go see what, what's going on. Yeah, and that it's at that the point. Level, it's called Assault on the Control Room, um, mm-hmm. where you're like, hey, what the hell are they doing here? They they follow them. They're going to see what the, uh, the 
Covenant are doing here. You basically just fight your way up to this area because the rings are artificially created. There's a bunch of different structures from some kind of civilization that is long gone, obviously, because there's nothing on this ring. Yeah, and the Covenant that- seem really interested in it. Yeah, because at this point Cortana like has intercepted like communications between the Covenant and their leaders and everything and has found out like the ring is like the, she thinks it's some kind of like weapon or something like that. No, well, that's no. Um at this point she's saying like apparently this holds a deep uh religious significance to them for some reason. We don't know what it is or why. Let's see what's going on here. Yeah. And that's when, like, they end up uh, fighting over the, what is the control room. You get there. Cortana is then placed, like, into the system because Chief is like, hey, find out what the hell this thing is. Yep. So He's you plug her in. It. Yeah. At this point, the captain, um, Keys, and Johnson are going to a different location because Cortana also heard about a weapons cache. So he's like, okay, we'll go there, make sure they don't get any kind of like crazy weapons off this like ancient, seemingly super advanced technology. We don't want them using that against us. So we'll stop them there. You stop them with whatever they're doing over here and we'll meet up yep. after. And then Chief, once they get to the control room, puts Cortana in, like I said, and she's like, oh my God, that's not a weapons cache. Quick, Chief, go. And then he's like, what? And then she's like, just go. So you have no idea what the hell's going on. You're like, all right. Yeah, she's like really Chief freaked goes. out and just sends you on your way. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll go. And that brings you to what I think, not the not gameplay-wise, but narrative-wise, probably the most interesting level in the game. That's yeah, when you this get one, to the level 343 Guilty Spark. Yeah, this one kind of like dumps everything on you and you start to see like the... so. What's I, this level is so cool with the environmental storytelling, which I think is just this game. They don't do really the cutscenes like anything crazy. But yeah. you show up to partly, this level. What's that? I was gonna say partly because of like the time too. Like they didn't have like yeah, the yeah, ability yeah. to make a crazy Technical cool cutscene or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you get there. It's dark. You see, you're dropped off by your pelican, which is these flying ships of the humans. Yeah, you see dark, other crashed ships. You're like, what the hell happened here? There's crashed pelicans, dead humans, crashed... Um, what are they called? I can't remember those specific ships. of the. They're not Phantoms or Seraphs. I can't remember. But um, sorry, crashed uh, Covenant dropships. Yeah. Um, they're all dead too. But like no combat between the two. So you're like, how the hell is everyone dying? And then you finally get to like the structure that uh, Keys and Johnson had been sent to, and you see, mm-hmm. which is very unusual, you see the Covenant like running away from something, and you're like, "What the hell? What is going yeah. on here?" You kind of think, "Oh, maybe it's uh, Johnson and the Captain," but then there's like nobody there, and it's like really confusing. And then there's that's just when you get to the structure. Dead things there, and you're like, "Okay." So you work your way further in as you go down the elevators. And through the tunnels, there's blood all over the walls, like just like dead bodies everywhere. And clearly, like absolutely destroyed in a way that wouldn't be just humans shooting them or something, you know? Yeah. Um, And then 
Yeah, you find um, a Marine's helmet, and it has, like, well, a video a feed. a little bit before that, though, as you're still going through this, uh, this, like, old structure looking for everyone, you come across a Marine, actually, and he is freaking out. He's, like, gone <laughs> insane. Oh, yeah, he actually shoots you. He's, like, he'll keep shooting you if you stand in front of him. I mean, if you know anything about Halo, obviously you know what's going on, but <laughs> this actually became a thing in the future games. Like, there's one of these in Halo 3, there's one of these guys in Halo ODST. Yeah. But he's freaking out. He's like, oh my god, this is too, like, terrifying. Like, he's just saying some crazy stuff. He's like, everyone's Yeah, he's, dead. like, rambling he's and... Thinks you're some like, kind of monster. Out. Yeah. But yeah, then you continue on and eventually Chief, which is you, finds like um, Pri- Private Jenkins' helmet. He's yeah. like, let me watch this video clip on it. Yeah, so he watches the video clip and that's when you get like the crazy introduction and the cutscene of uh, Johnson and Captain Keyes' uh, first encounter with, it's called The Flood. It's basically like an alien parasite that like infects people and uh or covenant yeah well anything any like living organic creatures with like uh they have to have brains don't they or like minds a nervous system that's what it needs biomass like yeah. they well, can like they, use things that aren't able to move but they usually use them for like creating grave minds or whatever because they just need mass okay yeah but basically you find out like there's some kind of like alien parasite that was like left on the ring and like destroying everything. And even the covenant are afraid of it. And so it ends up being kind of like a horror level. Like it's pretty scary. So good. Like if you don't know what's going on, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh my God. I accidentally skipped a level. (laughs) Um, uh, let me just say it really quickly. Um, after you get the captain back, the the reason I totally forgot I, I think I said it but I forgot to like say the exact way that it was figured out um, after you get the captain back you uh the captain's like yeah I heard them talking about the cartographer or whatever and then you end up going to like this uh basically a map room and that's oh, where yeah. she puts Cortana in and that's what gives them like the, the directions to the control room yeah, yeah. They find the map of the ring, and that's how they find out where all of these like different locations yeah, are it, and everything. It's basically just, th- this is how we went here, and it told us to go there. Yeah, it's the way of just moving the story forward, pretty much. Yeah, but anyway, so on 343 Guilty Spark level. So yeah, af- after you watch the thing, then the flood attacks you for the first time. And they're just like these brutal enemies. They're, they're fast, they jump at you, they can infect dead bodies. They fall yeah, they, apart when you shoot them. Yeah, and they move way faster than the Covenant. Like the st- like the combat is so different. Like at this point, so they it really changes like how you crazy. play. Yeah, sounds scary. Oh yeah, man! Some of the noises that they make are so creepy. Human weapons are like not effective against them, except the shotgun and the magnet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Plasma does much better. Plasma works way better. So, yeah, so at that point, Chief is like, now now you're fighting your way out of this basically zombie-filled place, and there's still Covenant in there, so then you're fighting, like, two different battles. Like, 
the covenant are fighting the flood, but they're also fighting you, and the flood are fighting the covenant, but they're also fighting you, and you're fighting both of them. Yeah, and you're just on your own. Like, you're just by yourself in the middle of this giant battle that's going on. Yeah, as far as you can tell, all of the humans died. Yeah. Where (laughs) is it that, uh, so what's next after 343 Guilty Spark? Well, then you escape the, like, the flood uh, containment room building area. or whatever you would call it and you get outside and chiefs outside and then these like robots flow in and start attacking the flood and it's like oh, okay yes. well they don't seem to be attacking me and that's when you meet the boy the glowing you know, floating the eyeball 343 spark, guilty three, spark 343 guilty spark He's basically, basically like a floating he's eyeball. Like, the flood's released. We need to follow the containment procedure, and he teleports you away. Yeah, and she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And as a player too, you're kind of like, "Holy crap, what is happening?" Because it doesn't. Re- the so game then, does a good job of leading you along and not telling you things. But intentionally, you know as much as Chief does. Yeah, so you really feel like you're in his shoes. Yeah, so then this this new robot is telling you, basically, we need to follow all these steps to activate Halo, which will destroy the Flood. And she's like, all right, that sounds good. I want them to destroy the Flood. They're pretty scary. Let's yep. do it. And that's when you get to the library, the most hated oh, level of God. this game. I hate this level. But my favorite level of this game. It is so brutal. Um... Yeah, basically in this level you're just fighting your way through this like bl- this flood infested like so much flood area yeah. to get Multi-level to what is basically structure. Yeah, they call it the index, which is basically a key to activate Halo. So, yes. he's like we need to get this and then we can use Halo and then the flood won't be a problem. Yep, it's basically the story's MacGuffin to further the plot, the index is. So, you fight yeah, through so- the library and you get the index and then i think spark then teleports you, you away again control right? room. so you head back to the control room in a level is, called two betrayals where spark yeah. or where it's this basically the same area as assault on the control room but it's a different time of day it's now snowing which is really cool there's more vehicles there's yeah. a lot of this and this is well, I this think is where, this is the best level. Like the library is my favorite, but I think this one's probably the best one. Yeah, and this is where Cortana is too, like where we left her at. So she's still over yeah, there. Yeah, so we got to go through, fight our way through this whole thing again, which is this big open area full of vehicles and stuff. But now it's not just the covenants, the covenant and the flood. Yeah, it gets crazy. There's flying vehicles. There's tanks. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean we'll get to the gameplay, but then you um you get to it. You get back to the control room, and you're like, he's like, okay, put the index in. You're like, all right. So you put the index in, and Cortana's like, no, because she's still there. Don't do yeah, it. She's like, stop. Whatever you do. And Chief's confused, and he doesn't understand why. She's like, do you know so, what you were doing? He goes, yes. He's like, yes. the flood. Trying to activate Activating Halo. Halo's defenses. She goes, Halo's a weapon. And basically, it's at this point, which I guess this is the big twist of the game. You find is, out yeah. that um, the point of Halo was not to destroy. This is actually very much world building, too, actually. It is, yeah. You find out Halo isn't meant to kill the Flood. It 
there was this ancient civilization that spent years going through a war with the flood and they were, they event they basically came to the conclusion that there's no way to win and they built the halo rings and the purpose of the halo rings was to kill everything in the galaxy that the flood could have a chance of infecting, infecting. so that the flood would starve to death and then things could regrow over time yeah and i don't that, think you that's know what it at happened the time, but... to this uh that's what happened to this ancient civilization that was so advanced that they had to use the halo rings and obviously it killed them all. Yeah. And then three, four, three guilty spark, the little robot, he kind of like, uh, explains it and tells you that Cortana is correct. And the ring is a weapon and that you should want to fire it. Cause that's what the, they call him. Does he say the word forerunners in this pink? I think he does. Um, I don't His know, creators. but he does say reclaimer. He know like basically, uh, the humans at this point in the lore got retconned, unfortunately. But we're just going off the trilogy. At this point, um, Spark is telling you that you need a reclaimer, which is was the like ancient descendants of the forerunners that like obviously much earlier in there. Yeah, in their like advancements, but. You need a reclaimer to be able to use Halo. Like the Covenant can't activate it. A human needs to activate it. Yeah. Only a so human he, can he, then activate Spark's the kind of confused. He's like, "Why would you not want to do this? You're a, you're a reclaimer. Like this is what we do." Yeah. So anyway, you decide not to fire the ring, and instead well, at you that come point, up with a- then Spark is like, "Well, if you're not gonna help me, I'll just find someone else." And then now you have another faction on you. So all the sentinels and robots are now fighting you too. So now you got three factions against you. Yeah. To add to the chaos. Mm-hmm. And you fight your way out of all of that too. And Cortana's like, well, if he's going to try and fire the rings, we're going to go to the different power stations and shut them down. Like it won't stop him, but at least we'll be able to, uh, to slow it down. Yeah, and give yourself a chance. So that's what happens, and then we move on. What is next? So after you shut them down, they start getting like pings from the captain again. They're like, the captain's alive. He's oh, in this yeah. covenant ship again. <laughs> so yeah, you go back so then- to it, but at this point, it's infested with flood. Yeah, the Covenant ship has been taken over by the Flood, and it's uh So you fight through the whole infesting. thing, now it's Covenant Flood, it's crazy. You get to the, the ping spot of the captain. And you realize the unthinkable has happened. Yeah, he's fucked up. Yeah, he's been infected by the Flood, and it's pretty gross, and like, it's, I don't know, it's pretty sad, too. Yeah, they were forming a grave mind out of him, which is basically like a central intelligence of the Flood, because they're like a hive mind. And since they're just being released, they need to form like their main their main thing still. And that was going to be him. Sorry, my dog just tried to get on the mic. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically he's dead, and they're like, well... We're going to have to fucking take his chip out because his chip is linked to the ship. 
also it's linked to a lot of valuable information we don't want the flood possibly gaining access to he yeah. punches through his face and rips he, it out yes, of his brain he, he literally punches a hole through the front of his face and rips out like his chip or whatever it is <laughs> and just leaves him and he basically and so captain keys dies it's pretty sad and gross and traumatic yeah. uh and then you get to the last level where they're like okay cortana's like plan. i have a plan we'll go back to the ship overload its engine yeah, the ship being the pillar of autumn. Ring. Yeah, yeah, the, the ship human that ship crashed originally. The human ship. Yeah. And so now Overload the plan its is engine, blow up the whole ring, and then Bowhammer will pull us out of here on the Pelican. Yep. So new plan: destroy everything because it can't be left alive. Yeah. So then you get back to your human ship that you started the game on. Fight your way through three factions, Sentinels, Covenant, Flood, which that's something I love about Halo, just the the multi-faction stuff, because there's fights going on that don't involve you. Yeah, sometimes you can can just like let them fight it out between themselves, and you're just like, oh, God. It's like, please let the Sentinels win. They're the easiest. Yeah. Um, Um, You fight your way through the ship. You overload the reactor. yeah. Yeah. Throw you get some to, grenades like, in little... a couple holes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, then you're set on a timer. Oh, this is like, awesome. You got to escape. You go try to escape. Foe hammer gets shot down. You're like, damn. Yeah. And this whole time and when Cort- we played it this when we played it this time, I was so you're on a, you're in a warthog, which is a car, and you're driving, and you're on a timer. You have however many minutes to make it to the end of the ship everything's exploding around you the flood are fighting the covenant are fighting you're running people over as you go and so i was driving and you were shooting you and the gun. like six times yeah so our timer was like really low while we were doing this it was pretty intense yeah i think we finished with two seconds yeah well you didn't finish you died on the way that was partly my fault yeah, well. but i did make it to the ship with like three <clears throat> seconds left or something like that which um, is like the closest to time we've ever done that yeah after foe hammer dies or gets shot down. Cortana's like, there's still a ship docked in the hangar. You go to the hangar, you escape on a ship, and the ring blows up, and you're like, we did it. But everyone died. Yep. Everybody's freaking dead. Except for Chief, Chief Cortana. and Cortana, who are now drifting through space. And then you find out space. later that Johnson somehow escaped. Yeah, so there's a story later that Johnson did escape somehow. Um, but, but that's that the story. Ends... It's pretty basic. It's basically just you show up on this like weird world. You fight your way to find out what it is. You find out what it is, and you're like, "That's bad. Destroy it. And get out of there." Yeah. So story is like you said, pretty cut and dry. Nothing too crazy as far as like the linear path that you go on. But it does do a lot of world building, like you said. Like there's tons of stuff introduced in this game from the covenant to the flood to the sentinels the idea of the forerunners who are like the race that came before the humans yeah so like there's massive starships there's space battles like all kinds of different weapons technology and all of this stuff the ring that's being like talked about within the story that is like just given to you either through like environmental stuff or little pieces of dialogue here and there so like yeah. I remember as a kid like thinking holy crap this world is insane and I always wanted to like know more I wanted to know 
about the forerunners i wanted to know more about the master chief and like who he was because like you don't even know his name at this point you just know that he's called the master chief and then um so halo one and halo two got an anniversary edition on their 10th anniversary both of them um, yeah. I'm not really a big fan of Halo ones. I think it kind of messes up the the scariness of the game. Yeah, the but lighting is a lot brighter and not as what scary. What they did do for both of them, which I think is awesome, is the terminals in every level. I think they expand on the story in a really good way. They do. They basically add their version of like cutscenes because their cutscenes yeah. weren't really anything crazy at the time. So on every level, there's like a hidden terminal you can access and see. Like a little mini cutscene of just yeah. lore building. So in this game, most of them are showing like the backstory of three four three Guilty Spark and how he got to the point we're at. Yeah, basically he's been on the ring for like tens of thousands of years all by himself. He's like the custodian of it. He's supposed to take care of it and stuff. And he's like an AI, I think. So he's like an artificial intelligence and. uh he actually starts to like get bored, which is not supposed to happen. He starts doing like experiments, like they talk about uh, all the things that he's feeling, feeling alone, and all of this stuff. And he's kind of like going insane, which you kind of feel is the case when you meet him in the game. So it kind of expands on all of that yeah. stuff. It's cool. They're like context type things. Yeah, and they add and, a lot to the story. Yeah, and the really coolest one I think there's one that shows keys like mental state going through his flood infection which is crazy oh yeah that one's bad bad that's as the in, best like, one i think crazy yeah they talk about like yeah that was bad he like keeps repeating his rank and uh service number to like try and stay sane and not let the flood take over yeah he like fought off them breaking into his brain and like just long enough for chief to kill him so they couldn't find like any kind of earth or anything earth or like anything that. like that yeah Another thing we should probably say, like, the flood is, like, the more, like, people or creatures that it consumes, like, the smarter it gets. So, like, eventually yeah. it could pilot a ship or, like, do all well, kinds of crazy stuff. Well, it gets all stuff. the knowledge of anything it infects. Yeah. So, it could, in theory, leave the ring, which it, well, I think it actually and was trying they, to do with the Pillar of Autumn. Yeah, not only that, and if they have a grave mind set up, all of them get the knowledge of whatever they infect. Yeah, so it's pretty scary. Um, yeah, so that's Halo 1. Um, the story. I would say the story overall, it's it's passable. It's all right. It's pretty it does its decent. Job. There's nothing special about it, but I mean, for the time, I, I, it was probably pretty like impressive, right? It's. I think it's special in a way that like how it set everything up. Like, you had to have this one. Like, it's not going to be like grand story on the scale of two or three, but that's because two and three work so well, partly because of all of the uh, groundwork yeah, the that groundwork Combat Evolved out. set up. And I and then people, like, I feel like there's a lot for Halo 1, like, revolutionizing gaming that people kind of just breeze past, right? Like, Halo 1, almost single-handedly, with like one other game I can think of like GoldenEye and Halo 1 are like what brought shooters to console. Otherwise, shooters were not popular on console. No one cared about them. Halo 1 invented aim assist, which is like almost a necessity for 
console FPS gaming. Yeah. No, yeah, they definitely innovated a lot from gameplay mechanics to like traversal within the world, uh, environments, like as far as first person shooters go. Yeah. Um, that's just like backstory on Halo 1. Game changing thing. Uh, like I said, brought shooters to console, invented aim assist, uh, basically is the reason Xbox exists. It's basically the reason Xbox Live exists, or it doesn't exist anymore, That's but Halo at the time they, yeah, but Halo, but Combat Evolved is like part of the reason that that happened. Yeah. I mean, like the Xbox wouldn't exist without Halo. Yeah. Um. So that's some cool Halo background there, Halo 1. Um, as far as gameplay, just things we liked, favorite levels, what are like the standout levels for you? I'll tell you mine right now. I think okay. I'll just do top three. Not in, or I'll do them in order. My favorite one is the library. I love the library. I know people don't think it's good, but I just find something so satisfying about the library because the Halo 1 shotgun is my favorite gun to use in the entire series of Halo. It's so good. Yeah. And I feel like it's so satisfying to just be spinning around shooting flood with a shotgun when there's like hundreds of them coming at you. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Are you doing like a top three? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm just going to do my top three levels. I mean, you don't have to, but I just want to. I I have a top three, so go ahead. So that's my that's my favorite level. Like I said, I don't think it's the best made level, but it's just my favorite level. Mm hmm. Um, after the library, two betrayals because it's the because my next favorite thing. This is my favorite thing in pretty much every Halo, besides Halo One. Like Halo One's the only one where I'm like I love the shotgun on foot gameplay more than anything else. Normally, yeah. I love the vehicle stuff the most, and two betrayals has the most of it. So that's why that is my next favorite level. Also, any level where it's snowing is always super cool, and it's snowing on that level. Yeah, that's fun. You just get a lot of variety on that level. You get like a tank section, you get a banshee section, a warhog, a little bit of ghosts, some on foot. Yeah, close quarter stuff. And it's like, like, yeah, and then like, again, another thing that is consistent for me through all the games, I love the levels when all the factions are in them fighting each other. And that's one of only two of the levels that you have the Sentinels, the Flood, and the Covenant all fighting. Yeah. So I that's agree. my that's my second, and then my my last one is the mall, which is the last level. Um, honestly, I think it's actually pretty mid, except for the end of it. <clears throat> actually, I take that back. Uh, mall is fourth. Silent cartographer. That's my third. Yeah. Um, that's like your first. Uh, Halo is your first like open into vehicles, but I feel like silent cartographer gives you like a better like use of them mm-hmm. That's and a the pretty island good just looks super cool yeah i agree so those are mine okay. plus there's some really cool speed run things on silent cartographer yeah that's cool um mine in order so like number one probably silent cartographer i think that for basically all of the same reasons as you just the vehicle stuff i liked a lot and you jump off the pelican and you're like storming the beach and all of that. I think that's pretty cool. Um, number two, I got three, four, three guilty spark, not 
because of like any gameplay thing but just the story of that level like that first introduction to the flood like it's pretty scary and terrifying so for that reason i have that one at two and then three i have the maw just because like the warthog run at the end is awesome and i think adding the timer yeah. makes it even more fun yeah the maw is probably my uh my fourth that's my honorable mention yeah those are good lists <clears throat> i'm a big fan of uh of that one yeah and other gameplay things you want to say about halo one anything you don't like anything you do like i i have a couple if you want me to go first uh yeah you go first real quick go ahead okay so halo one something i don't like um halo one's vehicles will kill you way too easily from like running you over if you just oh my god, someone yeah. with a car in that game, they dropped it. Yeah, that's true. You can literally just bump them and they will die instantly. Also, Halo 1 has like the weirdest physics, I feel like, of the original trilogy. Like Things are a little bit more floaty. It's the only one that doesn't use the Havoc engine. I don't know if the newer ones do, the 343 ones, but I know Halo 1 is the only one of the original trilogies, Reach and ODST, that does not use it. So... Yeah, I think the um, 343 ones use the slip space engine. Well, like, uh, uh, the Havoc engine is only for physics. All the Halo games use the the a modified version of the Blam engine. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, like, Halo 1, they made their own physics, and then the rest of them were, like, modified versions of this the Havoc physics. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, anyways, so... That's one thing. Well, I I don't know if this is unpopular opinion or not, but something about Halo 1's AI I feel like is actually better than some of the oh, newer yeah. ones, like I was Halo gonna, 2 or 3. I feel I like Halo 1's say. AI is way, way smart. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking that too and I for, I almost forgot. But um, like compared the AI to other games like of the time, smart it's, in this it's game. ahead of the game. It's ahead oh, of the yeah. game, obviously, in 2001. But I even feel like today it feels smarter than a lot. Like even it to me, they feel smarter than Halo Two or Three. Well, I mean, even at the time, like they take cover when their shields go down. So like the elites they rush have shields you when your shields go down. Yeah. So like the AI in this game is super smart. It's just as if good stick, as some of the other ones. If you get a grenade stuck on an elite, the since they're like the honorable elite, um warriors they run at you and try and kill you if you stick on a grunt the grunt runs to elites to try and help them get it off yeah that's another thing that's like little story things that go into the lore and into like deeper stuff in in universe yeah, like, like built into gameplay yes that is i love that stuff so like you just get or little like bits jackals of character are so from confident the elites. until their shields go down <laughs> yeah jackals will be right up on you until their shield uh, goes down, then they start running away. So, yeah, like stuff like I've that. I've always is thought cool. that Halo AI is like ahead of the game from Halo One to now. Yeah, you're gonna know more about like the the gameplay mechanical stuff as far as that stuff. You'll you know more about everything Halo than me, but um, the stuff that I do know about more is like the lore stuff and story stuff. So that's more of the or stuff like that I'll you, be able to talk about. If you do manage to kill an elite, all the grunts start freaking out. Yeah, some they sometimes they'll just scatter. 
if you kill the leader, which is the elites. Yeah. Sometimes if you kill all the grunts, the elites get pissed and pull their swords out. Yeah. Do, um, what's it called? Do, is there ever any mention of the Arbiter in this game? No. Okay. I mean, the, the only grunts talk. Oh, okay, yeah. Even in the terminals? Oh, yeah, no, because they're all about Spark, pretty much. Never mind. Spark or Keys? Yeah. It's kind of cool. You get little bits of... like So in the anniversary edition of Combat Evolved, there's like a little Easter egg in the last level where you see uh, Linda... Her um oh yeah, her like name like a on life a screen. Pod, uh, status. Or yeah, something. it says like ejected or something like that, which is kind of cool Pretty because cool. her life pod actually was ejected, and they do find her. For anybody that doesn't know, Linda is another Spartan. That at the time yeah. when Halo One came out, nobody thought any other Spartans existed except for Chief. I feel like something Halo's always done well, and. I think it's it peaks at doing this in Halo 3, but it's obviously started in Halo 1, is that, like, the game is like this sandbox, right? Like, there's all these different tools to do things. So, like, it doesn't feel the same, really, playing a level. Because, like, there's so many different things that can happen, whether sometimes you push through an area with a warthog sometimes you have to push through with a plasma pistols like there's so many things you can do you push a box that you need for cover or something like that yeah the the way that you can go through each level can change depending on either your style of play or if you're playing multiple times like we have throughout the years like you may do things differently as you play yeah i also like in halo how they make for the most part, like there's some weapons that aren't like this, but for the most part, all of the weapons like have a really good feel to them and they feel unique and different and like satisfying to use, even if they aren't always the most effective, but they usually do have little quirks and things here and there that make them useful in some way. I'm also a fan of how like some weapons are really good, but only against certain enemies. Like a a sniper is legendary against elites but useless against the flood Mm -hmm. plasma is really good against shields but not so much when they don't have them yeah um yeah bullets are good against things like a a magnum or whatever any kind of Mm -hmm. precision weapon i mean in halo one it's only the magnum but in other halos you have different precision weapons are good against non-shielded enemies yep yeah, I like all of that kind of stuff too. And those are things that add uh, story elements also and like different information about different uh, so it's, enemies. It's like you form your your kit as you're playing the game. You're like, well, I'll hold this in my back pocket in case I run across these guys later and I'll use this for now because I'm running into a lot of these. Yeah, or you know a certain enemy is coming up so you're like, okay, let me make sure I have this or that or whatever. Yeah. And it's with each cool. game, you just get more tools in your toolbox to use, you know? like Yeah, and there's so many enemy types in this game, like from the Sentinels to the Flood to all of the yeah, different species in the Covenant. Like, 
There's a lot. There's sentinels. There's two different flood types. There's four different covenant types. And then yeah. there's obviously vehicles. There's one ghost, banshees, wraiths, three different vehicle types. Then sometimes they can get in hogs. Yeah. It's pretty, tanks it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. There's tanks, too, in the game. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, Halo 1's short. There's Because of story-wise, there's not much to talk about, but... I think that's all I really got going for that one. Overall, it great. it's a great start. And this is... I won't get too far into it because I'll save it towards the end. But I think that in like 90% of cases, Halo managed to improve with every release for its original trilogy. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Um, I don't really know if I have other stuff to talk about. Like, I want to talk story stuff, but there's like so much that comes later, so it's a little hard. Um, yeah, like as far this as this game, the, the story is pretty simple, but it definitely yeah. like I think this game does a. I don't know if you give it to this game or give it to Halo Two, but the connection between this one and Halo Two is done perfectly. I don't know if that's this game planned for Halo 2 perfectly or if Halo 2 looked back and adapted it into its story perfectly, but what do you whichever mean way it happened. Say that? Like what do you mean? how Halo 2 starts and how this one ended? Is that what you're talking about? Just how all the events of Halo 1 have a significant impact on the story of Halo 2. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm not like I said, I'm not sure if that is to be given to Halo One for planning that out or Halo Two for looking back and being able to adapt it well. But either way, yeah. the connection between them is I think perfect. Yeah, I think there's probably a little bit of both. My favorite parts of Halo are when like they expand on the universe and like you learn more about characters like the Master Chief and you find out that there's more Spartans and things like that. Like there's so many yeah. things that happen in the universe that are so interesting. From the UNSC, which is the human, uh, like military, to like the inner workings of the Covenant, you learn so much about them. Like all of that stuff's really interesting to me. All the sci-fi kind of like futuristic stuff. And that's why Halo Two story. Ooh, I can't wait for that episode. Yeah, and um, Halo the franchise as a whole, or at least it did, um, did a good job of keeping things like mysterious. So like you don't know what who the forerunners are and like why the like you know why the rings were built but like to think about the race that did build them and like what other purposes they may have had like that's pretty yeah, cool I think like what it is is halo did a really good job of making it feel that it's weird because they did both of these things at the same time like they made you feel like a badass that the whole galaxy depended on you but at the same time, there are parts of it that make you feel like you really don't mean shit in this massive like universe compared yeah. to like the rings and the forerunners. Like, but if then you compare to humans, Halo, you're like this god. Yeah, if you compare Halo to other sci-fi franchises, like it's it's up there with like big time franchises. I think in terms of like uh, universe building and like lore, as like Star Wars and like maybe Star Trek and stuff like that. Like they do a good job of um really building out and fleshing out the universe that you're in and making you care about it and, and, and want to know more well, about it. Another thing about Halo, and I actually don't think this is really the case anymore, but with the original trilogy Reach ODST, I felt like it was a sci-fi, but it was like more grounded 
than most sci-fi. Like it's, it felt it's more believable, believable than something like Star Trek or obviously Star Wars. Yeah. As the series goes, it like moves a little bit away from that at times, but it's pretty but the grounded original in the originals. I think yeah, keeps it good. There's not like yeah. magic or anything in Halo Four. There kind of is, but in yeah, the original we'll trilogy. Talk about that later. Yeah, definitely. Man, the Halo Two episode is going to go crazy. We have already finished playing that, so uh, that's probably going to be long. I mean, that one is going to be game. long. It is very like 14 long. 14 levels. This one's That nine. may even need to be two parts, so we'll see how that goes. 10. Yeah. And we'll, we'll try and get Bert on the next one. Like, it was just unfortunate how it worked out at this one, because I didn't yeah. want Bert to be here. Yeah, we did want him to provide his uh, thought and stuff of everything, because he's but played the games, too. But it kind of works out, because I think he's going through finals soon, so, like, he gets a week off. Yeah, he's bombarded right now with finals and all kinds of school stuff, so kind of maybe works out, gives him a little time to catch up. He's got so much going on, he can't even remember to turn his mic on. So Yeah, it's rough out there. Um, but that's Halo 1. Um, I like it a lot. I think, I don't think it's like amazing. I mean, for the time, I do think it was amazing, actually. I um, do, too. I think it aged all right. It doesn't, it's not like it's shit to go back to, but it is noticeable. Yeah. Having played it recently, like we just played it a week ago, give or take <clears throat> a few days, uh, it is not difficult to play through it. It's not like tedious. It's still very much like fun and enjoyable and the gameplay loop still works to this day. Like you could yeah, and have that same loop in modern games and it would work. Mm-hmm. I, it just, um, as far as like Halo CE, the most common way people would play it now would be on MCC. And yeah. like a lot of the issues with it are MCC issues, not original issues. Like there's, I don't know if you noticed, it pisses me off so much and it's only an MCC issue. There's this slight delay for jumping. That was not in the original game. Oh, uh, I think I kind of did notice that. I got used to it, but I did feel like it was weird. Mm-hmm. Or like there's this weird spread on the Magnum that also was not in the original game. Mm, okay. I like, um, this kind of reminded me of something. So like the Halo franchise is like kind of known for this. Like their bugs or glitches become like super popular and like getting out of the map and like breaking the game is like almost yeah, kind yeah. of like the developers kind of like it in a way. Like it's not yeah, like game breaking stuff. They were stuff. like known for putting Easter eggs in these pl- like insane places. Yeah, like the speed running stuff that you can do in some of these games, like completely skip over massive sections of levels. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. Halo 2 is the best for that. Like, as far as like the, the game that has the best speed runs and like cool out of the map Easter egg type shit, Halo 2 for sure. Yeah. The franchise, like, as you can tell, we both have a lot of love for it and have played it since we were kids, like little kids. It's really what got us into like the Xbox and everything, so it's been a fun ride. And we still play the games today, even if they're shit. Yeah, I might even play Halo 3 tonight if editing this doesn't take too long. Yeah. But um alright. Uh next episode we for the Halo series we will try to have a little bit more planned out. Like I said, this was a 
uh, emergency kind of thing, kind of scramble and put it together. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. Hopefully it works out. Um, we will see everybody next week with our regular episode. And then... Bert, then, probably. Yeah, Bert should be back. So look forward to that. Um, as always, thank you for everybody that listens. Thank you for uh, interacting with the polls. That helps. It. I like uh, interacting with people that are listening to the show. So there will be stuff for that. Uh, you can email us at um, the saltcastpod at gmail.com. If you guys ever want to like try and talk to us or yeah, tell Bert to fix his mic and remind him in our email to no, you say Bert's closing. Oh yeah, Um, keep it salty. We will see you guys next time.